Building community is to the collective as spiritual practice is to the individual. Grace Lee Boggs. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Earth Body, the podcast all about spirituality, wellness, and environmentalism because they are all so deeply connected. I am very, very excited to be coming on. I feel like I say that every time, but I am every time I start recording because this is one of my favorite platforms to share, to speak my mind, to connect with you, and to really just spread the message and the wisdom that I feel like I can bring to this world in this lifetime. So before I jump into the meat or the uh, the depth of this podcast, I wanted to briefly talk about my latest offering. Um, I'm recording this on February 27th, 2020, just so you know if you are listening at a later date. And I wanted to talk about the Goddess Guidance Group that I will be starting at the end of March. So this Goddess Guidance Group is essentially a women's support group with some spirituality practices sprinkled in. I have been in a spiritual realm. I've been learning about spiritual practices and working with the divine feminine since I've been like eight years old. I was blessed with a mother who was very open-minded and who brought me to a women's full moon circle when I was eight. And since then, I have consistently, pretty consistently, I mean, I went away to college and life happens, but have been going and attending these women's full moon circles. And in between that, there are other co-ed circle celebrations like Beltane and Sawan, which is kind of like pagan Halloween um, and the new year. And it's been a huge part of my life, but I haven't really made it something that I offer so much in my practice. That being said, I am a meditation teacher, so that is a huge part of my spiritual practice, but I really wanted to be able to provide women with other kinds of things that they can work into their daily lives to strengthen and empower themselves and their own spiritual practice. So this is what has come out. It is the Goddess Guidance Group. It is starting on March 26th. It will be held at the Wholeness Center in Valley Cottage, New York. And it will happen every other Thursday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. So it will be an hour and a half of support, of compassion, and of experimenting with all these different modalities and spiritual practices that I've come into contact with. And I'm open to people in the circle sharing their experiences and their wisdom. I'm hoping to have a couple guest speakers come in. But I really think it's going to be a great opportunity for anyone who is curious about this kind of work, um, who wants to explore their own spirituality, and who are looking for sisterhood. I really am going to talk about it more in a different podcast when I talk about the Divine Feminine Rising. Um, but I've talked about, you know, I've with, I had an interview with Janice Solomon, and she is talking about finding your feminine core. I was uh, really lucky to be on her online summit all about women's vitality. Um, and it's just such a big shift that's happening in the world right now. So I wanted to be able to provide space to support that and to make room for some group coaching because 
group health and lifestyle coaching can be really, really powerful. When we sit in circle with other people, we are seen, we are heard, not just by me, but by others who have shared the same struggle, who can offer their wisdom, who can just be there and hold space. So I'm really, really looking forward to this and I'm hoping that some of you can join me. Um, Space is limited. I'm capping it at 15 women. 12 is ideal. Um, but I am asking for a three month commitment and this is why, because I know from experience with different circles, especially when you're sharing stuff that is very close to you and we're really getting vulnerable, it's really nice to have a consistent group and to not have people just dropping in and coming out and it really creates a container and a safe space for people to do deep work. So if you are interested, I am asking for a three-month commitment. I understand if there is one or two days throughout the three months that you aren't able to make it, but hopefully uh, looking at the dates and remember it's every other Thursday from 6.30 to 8 p.m. at the Wholeness Center Um, and there are different payment options and I can discuss that later and put it in the show notes, but you can pay month to month or you can pay for all three month and months and you get a significant discount if you sign up before March 5th. Alrighty. So that is the goddess guidance group starting in about a month. So let me know if you are curious about it, if you just have any questions and if you want to sign up because space is limited. So Email me, message me as soon as possible if you are interested. All right. So now I want to start talking about what I have been seeing a lot lately, mostly because I'm presenting on it in a couple weeks. So I've had the wonderful opportunity this past year and this coming year in about two weeks to return to my alma mater, which is alma mater, <laughs> which is Eckerd College in St. Petersburg, Florida. It was an amazing college experience. Um, I really could not have asked for a better community and place. It was beautiful right on the water. I, I just feel very blessed that I'm able to go back there and serve the community that gave me so much and I have many departments sponsoring me, which is really nice, and I'm doing a couple things with those different departments, so it just feels really like things are coming full circle in that way. And I'm going to be presenting a speech, seminar, presentation, whatever you want to call it, on creating conscious community. So for the past few months, I've been creating this presentation and really having to think about what creating conscious community means. What is what does even conscious community mean? So as I've been creating it and I'm here because I want to talk about it with you. I want to share about it and I hope to hear feedback for whoever listens on how you may create your own conscious community or where you have come into contact with that. So before we really get into talking about how to create it, we kind of have to define it, right? So conscious, the literal definition of conscious is aware of and responding to one's surroundings or awake. And I say this in the presentation, but a lot of people in my generation and younger might call that woke. You see hashtag woke a lot, you know, people being 
awake, being aware, not being in this subdued state where you are just blind to the flaws and the chaos of society. It's really being in touch with what is going on. And so when we talk about that kind of consciousness, there's this, there's this mindfulness. It brings in this heightened awareness about the world around us. And like I just said, we're, it's not us just sitting back and letting things happen. It's being aware and awake and responding. I think that's one of the most beautiful parts is the responding is because you can be aware. I mean, you can watch the news, you can read articles, you can hear stories, but when we respond that's when the action comes in and that is the really incredible part of when we bring that consciousness into community and in my presentation i give a very tangible example of what that looks like so i i ohm by myself and then i ask the audience to ohm with me just to really see the power of the collective sound and how much how much more amplified that sound is when it's even just more than one voice. And it's incredible to observe, you know, in history, yeah, there are people, individuals who have made incredible, incredible impacts on this world. And at the same time, there more often have been movements. When people show up by the hundreds, by the thousands, whether it be through signing a petition online, you know, getting millions of signatures or thousands and thousands of people showing up in the street to march. And that makes a huge impact because we are bringing that consciousness and making it known that one person is not just feeling that way, is that there is a collective struggle, there is a collective shared purpose, there is a collective mindset that wants to be heard. And that feels very important to me right now because even though I choose to not watch the news on a super regular basis, I still am confronted with it so much on social media. We see what's going on with the world. There's so much chaos. There's so much despair. There's so so many things are breaking down, including the environment, including political systems and financial systems. Things are just kind of going crazy. And it's very easy, especially at my age for some reason and younger, to kind of give up and to feel like you're helpless and there's nowhere to go and there's nothing to do because it just feels like everything is out of our control. That being said, it is not. We hold incredible power as individuals and even more power in community. And I really hope to be able to share that message on such a large scale because we've created these societal systems where it's very difficult for us to organize sometimes, to come together, to show up because making money and supporting ourselves can only happen in certain ways or or we're made to believe that they can only happen in certain ways and that just isn't the truth and in essence it's really not what life is about but it's what we're taught for from the time we're you know able to understand how how the overall society thinks life works so within my presentation, I talk about all of this and I also get into social media, 
which I think has a huge role in community right now because social media is a pillar in our culture. It is virtually unavoidable and we are all plugged in to some degree. Whether you have a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, um, TikTok, not even sure how that works, but there's so many social media platforms. Even if you're just going online to look at the news or watching TV, I mean, that is its own form of social media. And it plays a role in all of our lives. And it has be- it's been a beautiful and a terrible thing all at the same time. And the reason I say it's been beautiful is because it really has brought people together from across the globe. Like it's amazing what we've learned about and the support that people have gotten because we are able to connect in a way that we have never been able to before in history. We have learned about incredible and beautiful and touching things. And we also have learned about atrocious and absolutely downright horrible things that are happening in different parts of the world that we wouldn't know about had we not have social media, had we not have these firsthand accounts of what's going on rather than the news that tends to be very diluted and biased. So I bring this up and I'm not saying it to tell people to stop using social media. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I use social media for my business. I use it to connect with and find people. I use it to create community in a way. And I'm not going to stop using it. You're not going to stop using it. Most people are not going to stop using social media. And there's no point in really trying to halt that because technology is only going to keep advancing and it's, it's not slowing down anytime soon. But what we can change and start to shift is our relationship with it. And what I do like to point out is that social media really does create this superficial, artificial idea of what human life looks like. And a lot of people, a lot of the social media using world are kind of left thinking that and being confused about why their lives don't look like all these professional photos and why they don't have a million viewers because we're all taught that we're special little snowflakes. So why doesn't every single person want to know about every bite of food we're eating and every single thought we have? Well, it's because we're all kind of trying to kind of busy figuring out what this whole life thing is about. And But it leaves people second guessing and questioning themselves and doubting themselves because there really is not much of a representation on social media of the messy and the hard parts of life. Luckily, in the past few years, I've definitely seen an increase in more raw and authentic content and people really showing the spectrum of human emotion and of human experience. It's not just about being happy and healthy and, you know, looking a certain way. There is definitely more real content developing, which is a beautiful thing. But when we don't participate in those kinds of social media and we're only seeing the aspects that make us feel like when we're anything but happy that we're wrong or defective or that our lives are crap, it's very, very dangerous. We come into this comparison that really puts, can put a lot of people in a very bad place. That all being said, 
it can help us create community if we use it in a positive and intentional way. I know myself, I am definitely guilty of scrolling endlessly for hours. Emotions can be triggered by seeing certain things. You know, you think about, you see people doing all these incredible things and you're like, oh, why am I not doing that? Or, you know, how did I get here that I'm not there? And we are constantly comparing our lives. But when we are able to go onto these platforms with intention, with a reason that we're opening up the app to either connect with people or to share something, to be vulnerable, to let someone else know they're not alone in their struggle or to create a community in that way, it can be a really, really powerful thing and a really amazing way to connect. So it's it has its downfalls and drawbacks, but it can also have so much potential in the way of connecting us. And I have witnessed that, especially as being a health coach now, I have my three-month online program, Eat Freely, and other communities that I'm connected to online. And it's really cool to see the simple things that people post and share that you really did think you were alone about. And we, we don't realize until we start connecting in that way that we are not alone. We are so not alone. And I want to remind you all and myself that social media is not the only way to connect. Social media has definitely been a key factor in the degradation of interpersonal communication. And I think that if we use it more as a way to connect with people so that we can connect and show up in person, it can be really amazing as well. Because we need touch, we need eye contact, we need, we need to be seen and heard in person. Body language is such an important piece of our lives. And when we're on social media, we're really able to censor ourselves, we're able to hide our identity, we're able to write something and then erase it because we've second guessed ourselves. But when we're in person, we're really able to connect. We're really, really, really able to connect. Another piece that I talk about that I think is really important is how we need to get outside more in community. Again, the social media aspect of all of this is can be really amazing and important and has so much potential, but it has definitely taken away from our interpersonal connections and our connections with the earth. And I could talk for a whole nother podcast about all about being connected to the earth. And I'm pretty sure I have a couple already. Um, but when we lose that connection to the outdoors, we really start to lose that connection with ourselves. And kids younger and younger and younger are losing the ability to just go play outside because they're deriving so much, if not all of their stimulation from screens, from TVs, from laptops, from iPads, from gaming systems. And outside just doesn't seem appealing because it doesn't have all the action and all of the graphics and all of these things. But we really need to start pulling ourselves back to that space because that is what is so healing to the mind and body. And it, again, we're all, we're all connected and we are all one. And when we lose connection with the earth, we lose connection with ourselves. 
And I know that kind of may sound like a tangent, but it really is important in the community aspect because a lot of the conscious community that I have encountered in person has been around nature, has been around food, growing food specifically. Um, That's another thing that I talk about in my presentation, which is the conscious communities that I've encountered. I really started to encounter them first when I was in college. I grew up in an area where I didn't really feel like I fit in or belonged. And once I got to school, I was surrounded by a lot of like-minded people who were very interested in similar things. And if they didn't know about certain things that I was interested in, they were open to learning. And I just, it really opened my eyes to see the power of community and how it can lift each individual up. It's such a beautiful thing. I, I also reference one of my favorite authors, Brene Brown, in this presentation. Um, and I talk about her differentiation between fitting in and belonging. And I really, really love the way that she says this because she says that fitting in is changing or altering who we are to be accepted. While belonging just requires us to be who we are. And in my opinion, in conscious community, we belong. We don't feel like we have to fit in. We belong. We are our most authentic selves. And that is the gift that we actually bring to the community is our most authentic self and our natural gifts that we have to offer. So conscious community is big, beautiful thing that I've encountered in college. I encountered after college when I worked with AmeriCorps. I was on this urban community farm. Um, My core was strictly environmental and I was surrounded by like-minded people who were interested in being of service and being stewards of the environment. And all of that around that was helping people essentially, but helping people become more aware and more awake and more conscious of what was going on in the environment. After that, I had the really amazing pleasure of visiting a friend that I had met while I was in AmeriCorps who moved home, reconnected with her high school friends, and created this incredible project that has been growing exponentially over the past few years. Um, In one of my past podcasts, I actually interview one of them, um, Hannah Flanders, talking about how her and her friends have created this incredible community hub Um, in rural New Hampshire and it's really really beautiful and she has actually done a TED talk a TEDx talk since then about what they've done um, growing community together and I really really love everything she has to say go check it out I'm not exactly sure what episode it is but you'll find it it's all about building community and really community is such the backbone of our culture and whether we agree with certain communities or not, we it helps us come together. It helps us feel like we belong. We are hardwired for connection and community. And when we isolate ourselves, whether it be with social media or just not putting ourselves out there to connect with others, it can it can have an effect on our mental and our physical and emotional health. So I encourage you to connect, to find community, to make an effort to go out of your way to find people in your area or on social media who have a like mind and who will communicate with you and who will listen to you. It's so important. It's so, so, so important. And 
to wrap it up, I wanted to share the three ways that I speak about in my in my speech, my presentation that I'll be sharing at Eckerd College in a couple weeks to help you build and maintain conscious community. So the first step is to be vulnerable. And that might be kind of a scary first step for some people, but it doesn't necessarily mean being vulnerable with other people right off the bat. It means being vulnerable with yourself, being vulnerable and being able to open up and discover and really uncover what your passions are and who you are and your most authentic self so that when you do come into community, you come in as yourself and you don't come in with this fear of judgment or of lack or of scarcity or of, you know, feeling like you have to be someone else. Being vulnerable really is one of the strongest things that we can do. And yeah, it can be really scary, but it can also be one of the most empowering things you'll ever do. And when we really open up and allow ourselves to be vulnerable, even with ourselves initially, like I said before, it, it really allows us to uncover those passions and uncover those goals and maybe even uncover the impact that we want to leave and have on the world. And that bleeds right into the second way of creating and maintaining conscious community, which is finding a shared purpose. So once you figure out what you're passionate about, what you want to talk about, what you want to share about, what you want to learn about, start talking to people about it. Start putting it out there on social media or talking to your coworkers or talking to your family or talking to your friends. You will be surprised to find who is interested and passionate about the same things that you are. And now that social media is such a thing, there are groups for everything. There are apps for everything. There are apps that allow you to meet up with people who are in like mind with you and who want to share and have a positive impact on the world to be aware of and to respond to the world around them. Like Meetup is one of them. There's another one I think called Next Door Neighbor, something that I could be getting it wrong, but there's so many groups on Facebook. You can create a pod on Instagram and it's just, there's just so many options and you can put flyers up in your town, just putting, you know, putting up what you are passionate about and wanting to get together with a group of people. You will be shocked who shows up. You just have to put in the effort and that can be a very vulnerable process as well. You know, putting yourself out there and maybe no one shows up but you have to keep trying if you want to create your own conscious community. So we have be vulnerable, find a shared purpose, and last but not least is acknowledging and honoring the humanity in people. And the reason that I made this one of these is because I think it's so important, especially in today's day and age, to really recognize that we are multidimensional, multifaceted, very complex beings. And in a lot of major corporations and organizations, that aspect is kind of lost. And it creates a kind of environment where people don't feel like they can be vulnerable. They don't feel like they can be innovative. And they don't feel like they can really share what's going on with them. I had the big blessing of being able to go to Esalen Institute, which is this incredible New Age Institute in Big Sur, California that's been around for years 
And when I was there, I was taking a workshop, but I was also working in one of the departments. Both times I was there, I worked in the kitchen. And regularly, almost every shift throughout the day, everyone would put everything they had down and we would go sit with some tea and would just go around in a circle and check in. And these check-ins made such a difference in the work environment. It wouldn't be long, especially because we were in the kitchen and we were on a schedule, you know, had to feed hundreds of people. But people had the opportunity in on the staff to say how they were doing that day, whether they were doing great or they were feeling shitty, whatever it was, they were able to share that and to be heard and seen and to be able to be like, you know, I'm not feeling great today. I would really just like to keep to myself. You know, let's, I don't, I can communicate like a little bit, but, and then that person wouldn't be bothered. They wouldn't be, you know, forced into communication. They would maybe be put in a role in the kitchen where they could kind of just do their own work and not really have to interact with many people. Or if someone was celebrating something that they had on their mind and they didn't just want to like, you know, feel like they were bragging about it. This was a great opportunity to share the really positive things and to be seen and to be celebrated and so that someone else could talk to them about it. It was a really, really incredible system that I think so many more organizations and corporations and families even can integrate into their lives because it really helps people to feel supported and allows them to be vulnerable and allows them to be who they are. So my three, my three initial steps, there's a lot more to finding, to creating and maintaining conscious community, but these are three things that are really vital and that will really maintain that conscious aspect of the community. Because when we're aware of each other, when we're aware of ourselves, it, it creates this incredible power that organizations and corporations and families that have structures that are very rigid and that are more like a machine than a cohesive, you know, group, it really creates this beautiful dynamic. So I encourage you, I highly encourage you to create your own conscious community if you don't already have one. And this is one of the big things that I'm doing with this goddess guidance group is that I am interested in all these things. And the area that I'm living in, it's suburban. It's hard to connect with people spiritually. And although I do go to these incredible full moon groups, it's once a month. And I wanted to have something more than that and be able to connect with women of all ages around spiritual practice and around support and to be able to provide my coaching services to those people. So it's bringing people together around spirituality. It's bringing people together who need support. I am learning to create my own conscious communities because I know I need it for my mental and emotional and physical health. So I just shared a lot, but thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I'm very, very excited for this opportunity to teach at Eckerd College. Um, And if anyone has any questions about creating conscious community, if you are interested in joining the Goddess Guidance Group, let me know as soon as possible. It's going to be a fantastic opportunity to connect with others, to connect with yourself, to build your spiritual practice, and to just be in a safe space, a safe, beautiful space at the Wholeness Center, um, and to create sisterhood in this community. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, if you have gotten this far. Um, I deeply appreciate it. And... I think I'm going to I think I'm going to cut it off there. 
I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day, week, year, life.